Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. Joining me this week, familiar faces in Wes Brown and Steve Sidwell. And for the first time, Portsmouth, Middlesbrough, West Ham midfielder Gary O'Neill. Not quite fighting fit at the moment, though, are you, Gary? No, I had a bit of a, an accident the other day, damaged a part of my ankle, so um, I'm out at the minute. But, but um, keeping yourself fit. Yeah, and... yeah, pleased to be here instead. Yes, we're pleased to have you here as well. But we're going to start with the Emirates yesterday. The Arsenal captain, Granit Xhaka, booed off the pitch during their two-all draw with Crystal Palace, and then he cupped his hand behind his ear, looked like he, we have to say, appeared to be shouting an expletive at the fans, I think we can say that, uh, and then he sort of tore off his shirt as he left the pitch. That part of it you see often when, yeah. when players are substituted. But, I mean, what, well, first of all, what did you just make of the whole situation? It literally snowballed, didn't it, in the space of 15, 20 seconds. Uh, I think the initial reaction was the booze was because he was walking. That's Instead it. It of running off. It wasn't his performance. It, well, it could have been his performance, considering the play. But it was, I think that was the initial one. And then he just carried on walking. Then more sections started booing. And then when he started raising his arms, that's then when it became a little bit more hostile. And then he sort of said what he had to say. But I think there's both parties to blame. I mean, mm. for fans, you should never, in my opinion, you should never boo your own player off. Doesn't matter. No player goes out to play bad if they play bad or not. But you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and then, secondly, for a captain, you shouldn't be doing that. That's the big point. The fact he's, he's captain. He should. He should know he needs to act differently, shouldn't he? Mm. You know, he's not just any player. He's setting an example to the rest of the squad, the young lads. You know, on how you should behave. So um, I understand his frustration because he has been singled out quite a lot for a lot of of, of Arsenal's mm. problems. But there's, there's other ways to react. You know, you, you prove, the, prove the fans wrong next week and the way you play and, and how you behave. I, I don't think you need to be cupping your ears and, and throwing your shirt around and stuff. We could kind of almost take it through as, as the timeline. I mean, even right from, from the beginning, Wes, mm. you get the games back at, at 2 all, having led 2-0, the substitution happens and the fans are already a bit antsy because everything's been, you know, it doesn't feel like it's going yeah. particularly well at the moment. So... Should he have been running off the pitch? Should he have looked a bit more I would, have, I would have run off the pitch. I mean, I think the fans ultimately started booing because they were 2 0 up. And yes, I know he's had a lot of stick lately, and people are questioning whether he should be captain or even playing. And I think as a player, if that was me, it'd be hard to take, you know. So he, he's obviously got a lot of frustration out. Um, personally, I don't think it was a right move. He should have run off first and just a quick jog. I mean, he's a captain. You know, you want to get the sub on. Um, obviously, everyone's disappointed when you get subbed. It's not nice. And especially being the captain, he's probably a little bit frustrated. But again, he's walking off. He's taking it all in. You know, the hand on the ear. I mean, it's mm. not something you do. You, you have to win back the fans and that's not the way to do it, regardless how you're playing. And I just think he's made it ten times worse now. Have you ever been in a situation where the home crowd has, has booed an individual player? They, they boo teams, don't they? Mm. You, you see that fairly regularly. But have you ever seen a situation where they, they boo one player in, in particular? Not in a game that I've played. No, I've never had a teammate suffer that badly. You know, sometimes you hear grumbles, don't you, when they give the ball away, and but never actually booed off the pitch, in, in, especially the volume that, that was at the Emirates the other day. Yeah, and I think Torreira was in, in tears towards the, you know, around the whole, the whole situation. He just kind of really felt for, for Xhaka. At the end of the day, he's still human and he's going to go with that dressing room. He'll probably sit down and go, like, he, what, like, 
his own fans have booed him. And obviously, again, his reaction wasn't right, but he'll be gutted. But he'll know what they've been, been saying about him of for course. a while, won't yeah. he? He won't be oblivious to the fact no. that he's, he's a very divisive figure. Yeah, and he seems thick-skinned anyway to, to bat a lot of stuff um, away. But that... I mean, there was reports that some players went to see him, didn't they, that night as well? Mm. You know, and wherever he sort of said, now that's me done now, well, we don't know, but... In the I mean, heat of the moment, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. He probably thought yeah, that's enough you know now. What I mean, like, what, like, what, my own fans are booing me and, and giving me yeah. stick. Like, what, You'd be what, very what emotional, wouldn't you, on the way yeah. home? That, you know, you might even ring your agent and say, you know, get me, I need to get me out of it. They hate me. You're hoping you know the mean? manager has spoke to him yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, he would have seen it. He would have seen exactly what's happened. He's going to be on his side. Ultimately, I do think he, he probably will have to apologise because yeah. he just overstepped the mark a little bit there. But as Fickle's fans are, <laughs> if he plays next week or the next game and puts in a crunching tackle, passes, scores... Was it, but he's putting in crunching tackles not part of the problem that they have with him? Yeah, well... Because it often needs to <laughs> give okay, him a yeah, no, no, okay, let's rewind that. Not like, crunching not crunching like tackle, yeah. not giving away fair penalties. Crunching yeah. tackle, yeah. And then scoring and that, you know, the fans are back on and they're, they're cheering, so... But it's just got to be a positive response. Yeah. But the, the fact that, that three players are, are reported to have gone to see Xhaka, and you, as you said, you'd expect the manager will have words with him, is going to have meetings throughout the week to try and, and, and sort out what's gone on there it's a guy who this month his his wife's had a baby he's got lots going on in his life he comes up he's got the Arsenal fans all turning on him in a game in which I mean you could point the finger at, at probably a few players in, mm. in that game mm. can can you understand his reaction yeah you, you can get it yeah you, yeah. you, you completely can. get it and I think the fact that three players have gone and seen him shows that he's probably quite a popular figure in the group you know it shows that he's not one of these that puts himself first very often and he's not a selfish guy because the the way he came off made it look like he was putting himself above the team. But he's obviously not like that because for three of the lads to go yeah. and see him shows that they, they think a lot of him. And they voted him in as, as captain as yeah. well, didn't they? Yeah. So he's clearly a, a popular pick, fig, a popular figure mm. in the dressing room and he's probably more eloquent as well. Um, what would you have done, do you think, if, if you'd been in that situation? Would you have gone to see him if you had a, a player, if you had a teammate who was, I don't know, getting wound up by somebody? Would you be would you be a peacemaker or would you just let them simmer down? What would yeah, you do? No, I wouldn't leave them because although they would probably want to be left alone, I'd, you'd go and sit next to them and, and just say, look, don't worry about that. You know, it's, it doesn't happen to, happen to us all, but just let it get a system. That, well, that wouldn't be the most helpful thing to say. No, it doesn't really happen doesn't, to anyone yeah, else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're on your own there. Uh, no, just I, I'd, I, for me personally, I'd go down, sit next to them and just say, look, don't worry about that. Just one days, just ignore it. Let, give it a system. Give it twenty four hours. Don't make no silly decisions and anything like that. And see the kids. Yeah, just forget yeah. about it for a day or two, and you know we'll see what happens. But just just relax for a bit. Mm. You know, just take take your brain off it for a second. Do you think it, it could end up having an effect on the other Arsenal players? Do you think it could it could sort of play on on their minds a bit that it's it's a player who's clearly popular. Everything that we hear about him is that he's popular with the, the other players. And he gets booed off. He has a go back. There's now this sort of element of drama around it. Do I you think, think it could... I think they'll be talking about it. I think you have to. If, some, mm. if an incident like that happens, I mean, whether or not he was in today, you know, or he's not gone in today, the lads will be talking about it. And let's be honest, it's not going to be the most positive. We, we don't know. Nothing's been said yet, but I'm guessing the lads will all be behind him because they'll be thinking, well, he's taking all our stick as well. He's probably take, he's, he's taking all of it. He is the captain. You know, the fans are on his back at the moment. Again, they were, they were winning 2-0, and it got back to 2-2. Two, two. 
and the fans are taking all the frustrating out on him. And let's be honest, it's not just him, mm. but I think as a captain, he's got to handle that situation a little bit better. But it, you know, he's a little bit unlucky in that sense. They'll be keen to get another game, won't they, quickly? Mm. You know, let's move on, let's play another game, get something else to talk about, a positive result, and try and spin it around and, and sort of brush it under the carpet as quickly as, as quickly as they but can. But the next game, does he play or not? Would you, as a manager, would you pick him to think, this needs to be just squashed, get under the wall, because the longer he doesn't play, yeah. then it sort of kind of no, drags I, I on I think, more. yeah, the manager should pick his team. Do you know what I mean? If Xhaka's going to be in his team anyway, then he should be mm. in the team. Yeah. And then, then you sort of answer that, that we're bigger than the reaction we get from the fans. We're going to do it how we think we want to do mm. it. Um, I think if you leave him out, it just creates more of a more of a story. I think it was David Beckham and, and Wayne Rooney had a, individually had a, had a go at England fans, wasn't it? Rather than mm. than, than fans of their club. But um, you must have been tempted. I, I, I think if it was me and, and somebody you know, just getting loads and loads of abuse, you would be tempted to well, turn around and give it back. You can understand his reaction. You can understand. I think when you're walking off the pitch, you're getting absolutely like battered by your own fans. Whether you've had a good game or not, nobody has the intentions of going out and making errors and playing mm. poorly. And it's just a human instant reaction, hot-headed reaction. And we've all had it, but you just, you just mm. keep emotions in check. And I've reacted a few times on Twitter. You know, you get the messages through about how bad you were. Yeah. And, and you think, I really shouldn't. Keyboard but... warrior. Yeah, yeah we can. the keyboard warrior. <laughs> sometimes you just go, you know, one. You, know what? you know what, I'm going to tell him what I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and afterwards you think, oh, yeah. I probably shouldn't have done that. But... It does get to you. It definitely yeah. does get to you. You're only human. What did you react to? What was it? There was one recently, actually, where I'm not playing, but some Portsmouth fans were saying they should get me back and I'll be a great sign. And then this guy pulled up some stats, said, I'm not sure he's got the legs for League One anymore. So I was like, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. What did he say? <laughs> so I was like, oh, what do you mean? I've never even played in League One. I've been in the two leagues above. Yeah. I said, so, and, and I, I ended up putting stats and that on there. You know, I was digging out stats and training. And, so I, was, I wanted to prove to him. But yeah. I don't know why, because he's, he's like, I don't even know him. It could be anybody. But I, I didn't like the fact that he was putting false stuff about me out there, so I, I just reacted. And sometimes, as you say, it gets to you, even though you, you know you're buzzing. Yeah. You must have the old fishing rod. <laughs> yeah. I was getting loads of little fish and behind just coming up. I love, I love the idea that you've gone away and you've researched it properly as well. You haven't yeah. just gone back and said, no, I think you're talking rubbish. You're like, Hold on a second while I construct well, this yeah. argument. Properly. He was hitting he with, me with stats, so I was hitting him back with other stats. <laughs> yeah. 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 How, long, how much of your time did that consume? It was about. 15 minutes. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, he no, must have, I there was you, a lot of... He's got stats on his phone. I was trying to get a new club, so I was sending handy. the stats to everyone. Yeah. Right? Everyone yeah. I could find in the phone book. You had to get one of those, um, <laughs> like the little dossier like that Michael Owen had. Do you yeah, remember when they were trying yeah, to say, yeah, get yeah. one of those on, on hand? <laughs> but look, I mean, you can understand why tensions are higher at Arsenal. It doesn't feel as though things are going in the right direction. It doesn't feel like they've they've changed direction, really, under under Unai Emery. Yeah, well, the only direction is sideways, isn't it? You know, it's they've not got any better, they've not got any worse. It's the same as they were what four or five years ago. You know, looking at their results, you know, when they take the lead, fans are not thinking that they can hold on to it. They can see a flaky performance coming before a chef you. So it's the same thing, isn't it? They need characters, they need strong personalities, they need a mm. bit of steel in there. And you know, there's no consistency, is there? No, well, that's yeah, there's that's, no that's consistency what missed, at all. And yes, they've got good players. But they've not gone. They've not got them senior players where you can put the foot down. If something's going wrong, they step in, sort it out, calm everything down, calm the situation down. It just seems like yes, um, from one week to another, they're good this week, and then next week, oh, they're back to to letting in goals again. It's it's, it's frustrating. 
and it's, it'll be hard to sort out. Mm. Um, the Paddy Power latest odds on Granite Xhaka to be officially stripped of his captaincy are 14 to 1, 25 to 1 to be sold in January, not including loan deals, and 20 to 1 never to play for Arsenal again. What do you think well, they need to do to, no, to move forward? What's the, what's the next step? It might be that he, he's decided that's enough and he doesn't want to I anymore. It might lot, be his choice. Yeah, I think the lads have talked about it. That night yesterday would have been all over the place. Today, it'll be calmer. And I'm sure the manager will have a word with him. And I'm sure he's calmed down quite a lot. I mean, you're not just going to get rid of a player because of that. No. He may have to apologise in some sort of way because he did overreact. But, no, you don't. You don't get rid of a player just because of that. I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, that's a different <coughs> scenario altogether. But it doesn't mean it's going to be in January. But I just think he might, you know, probably have to apologise and be bygones, be bygones and get on with it and do really well next game. Did you say, Kel, earlier that he just had a baby? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... Well, he didn't. No. But I'll be honest, he's not put the hard work in there. <laughs> <laughs> so there are situations, and I'm sure all three of us can back this up by you could have the worst game, poor performance, lose a game. As soon as you get home and you've got your baby or your kids and you're at home, it's a different world. You always think... When you got that drive home or you're in the dressing room, it's like, you're just feeling the world on your shoulders. But as soon as you get out of that environment and you're home and you've got your kid in his arm, like he's probably last night, you just thought there's more I, to life I wonder, you know, with, with social media now, if you ever properly escape the bubble in the way that you used to be able to, that you can actually go in and, and get yourself so entangled in all of that that, that it's harder to switch off. No, I think it's definitely become harder, you know, yeah. than, it, than it was. Because you used to play, didn't you? And then there was a newspaper on Monday mornings with your ratings in and a report. And that was about it, wasn't it, back in the day? Um, have you still got them ratings? No, no. <laughs> I never used to read them. You sent them on Twitter. I used to say he wasn't even there. That would give me a five. Right. Right. The game. I'm sure he was. But I think, Jack, you could just use it as, like, a fire in your belly to prove them wrong. That's the way you should use it. You know, I'm going to show the fans that I can mm. I can do a job for the club. I can help the club move forward. It's a big I moment don't... for Unai Emery, though, as well, this, yeah. isn't it? It is. Especially but... with results not going ideal as well. You know, it's not as if he's coming at this from a strong position, is he? He's already in a bit of a... on a sticky wicket already. Yeah, and also because as much as the players voted for Xhaka to be, to be captain, that's Unai Emery's man. That's the, he's, he's, he's become captain under mm. him, hasn't yeah. he? yeah. For me, I think what they should do is come out, do a statement, apologise, say you shouldn't have in that way, go on to the next game, forgotten about. It's for, yeah. and I, and I, truly I think he'll definitely about. back him. I don't think he'll yeah, take no. the captaincy off. He will he'll, he'll, he'll definitely back him. Back him. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, who else will step up and be captain? He, uh, for me, he was the best of, I say a bad bunch, but a, a best of a weak bunch. Well, the say. signing of Louise is sort of... Like says everything. Like they needed this big, strong, dominant centre half who could lead in in situations like that. And and I'm I'm not I'm not criticising Louise. He's just that type. He's inconsistent, the same as the team are. You know, it just sort of summed up where the direction they were going in. Right, time now for the Paddy Power Challenge. Luis Garcia won last week with the gargling competition. <laughs> and he had a £250 bet, but he put it on West Ham to beat Sheffield United. They drew, so he doesn't get the money for that. Just the original £250 that Paddy Power have given to his charity. This week's challenge is trick or tweet, because it's Halloween. And <laughs> it's this week we've got... The Magic Modern, who is a qualified magician and a very good magician, to teach each of you a trick. We're going to put them all out on Twitter, and whoever gets the most likes is the winner. So let's take a look at exactly what you've been up to. Mm. 
Where's your up first? Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> Hi, kids. I'm back, and I have a new trick today. I'm going to try and make the handkerchief disappear. So talk us through see, this. You've got a, a spotted handkerchief, handkerchief that you're stroking through your hand. Yeah. I learnt this in like two minutes. To my hands. So you've made a fist and you're poking the yeah, handkerchief into your fist. Yeah. You're quite impressed with yourself? At the moment, yeah. <laughs> Can I get it in there? Yes. Shoving it in there, look. <laughs> there we go. And oh, now look what's what happened. Happens, but I feel like an egg. <gasps> <laughs> you turned that handkerchief into I'll an take egg. That. That was a lot worse. I mean, it's bad. There's some lyrics to it's go bad. with it. Well, yeah, well, you look the part as well, mate. It's bad, yeah. but I'll take Good it. Good people of Twitter will decide which yeah, is the best oh, one. Yeah. Um, Gary, you're up next. Yeah. What was your trick? I had a colouring book that was. You had a whole story. Yeah. Uh, the story Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Welcome to my show. I'm Gary the Oracle O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to believe this little story. I got this colouring book for my little boy. I took it home. I said to him, yeah, mate, have a go on that. You love colouring that in. And he, he opened it up and he went, Dad, there's nothing in there, mate. How am I going to colour that in? It's just blank pages. Like, oh, yeah, there's nothing I'm there. so sorry, mate. I said, let's leave it to the morning. I'll take you back to the shop, see what the geezer says. So I'm going down the shop. I'm raging. My little boy's at home in tears, right? He's crying his eyes out. So I'm into the shop. I said, mate, look. Look at the book, look. Look on that home with my little boy. He's in tears. There's nothing for him to colour. So he said, give it to you. So I'll give it to him. He said, look, mate, there's loads in there, look. There's loads. He said, no, no, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Your little boy's coloured some of them in. Oh, oh no. You can't take that. You're going to have to take it now. You're going to have to take it on. There was you that, go. Was that shop round the corner from Upton Park? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shopkeepers. <laughs> right, go on then, Steve. What was yours? Uh, mine was making milk disappear in a newspaper. Right, let's take a look then. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I am Steve. It's gone wrong, Sidwell. Oh, that's a terrible a name. Well, because it was going to go wrong. <laughs> a newspaper and a jug of milk. Here we go. I'm going to first of all open up the newspaper. You do very well at describing oh, it. Spurs lost. That's what we like to see. Let's just roll this one up. <laughs> As you can see, there is no milk in the newspaper. It is a original newspaper with you're, Arsenal on the front. You're terrible at whistling. We're going to fan that out a little bit there. So you've made a cone there out of the paper. That's cone, yeah. taken a little while, yeah, I'll be honest. Take a bit of while. milk. Jug of milk. In it goes. Pouring it into the cone. Whoa. Surely that should come out the bottom of the cone. You would think so, wouldn't you? Too much. That's getting a bit heavy, that. Let's give it more than that. Filled that up. It's not going to Do you want it to spill out the bottom? What will I do now? All right, okay. Drink it. Hey! Crumpled up the newspaper and the milk has gone. There we go. Steve has gone wrong, Sidwell. They have all gone on social media, and whoever gets the most likes is the winner. Gets £250 for the charity of their choice and a £250 bet courtesy of Paddy Power. Um, Friday night, Southampton beat 9 0 by Leicester. What on earth does Ralph Hazen, who talk, he said, he said after the game that he's, he's taking all the responsibility for that. He said, it's, it's on my shoulders. And, and if, you know, it was, he'd made big tactical changes and, and they'd lost the game, then you can understand that. Mm. But for a 9-0 defeat, mm. is that all on the manager? I don't think it is. But I think the manager's 
he's done the right thing in probably taking that, um, saying, yeah, it's my fault. But he would have found out a few players in that game, you know. Yeah. I know they, they got a man sent off, but at least, I mean, half-time, 5-0. You've got to sit down and the players have got to look at themselves and just say, right, that's it, shut shop. We just sit behind the ball, we defend properly, we do it right, and no more goals. I'm not saying they want to score one more, but to get nine, another four, the players, you know, it is the players as well. Like, it's not just the manager. He's tried to protect them, and he, that's what he's yeah, done. That's he's, what he's, done. To, he's done the right like, thing. Protect yeah. their confidence and try to get them ready for the next game already is what he's done. He said, look, this is my fault, lads. I'll take that. But you need to make sure next time that you're on it. Yeah, but surely that's, people can just see through that. Yeah, you yeah, definitely you, know, you can't come out and say... You can, you can come out and say it's my fault because I told him at half-time or even when we had a man sent off, still go for it, still play on the front foot, don't sit back. Then you then you take the flag. But when you come out, it's obviously that he's just trying to... Listen, they're down. Take it. The players are down, aren't they? Yeah. So he's got to take a bit. I mean, It's no also just after the final whistle as well. So yeah, it's yeah. not like he's had time to go away and, no. and let everything settle. And he's probably yeah. seen he's got Man City coming up twice yeah, in the next week. Yeah. He needs him next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Jim shoving a microphone what, under his mouth. Yeah. Wasn't me. Five it wasn't me. It was Jeff Reeves. So <laughs> we just did the happy ones. <laughs> but the but the the fact is, you know, he's he's come out and he has said it, it's on me. He's left the left the players alone. But if there are players in there, you said he'll have found out about some players in in that game. So if there are players in there who aren't going to turn up when you need them to, and, and he found out about those players, will they care what he says publicly? And, and what he says to the media. I mean, I think it does. I think ultimately, like we said that that night, I probably wouldn't have slept if that would have been me. If I if I would have been one of the players disappointed, you know, not just myself, but people always think it's just the fans and the players. But you're, you're talking about your family and everything. It's mm. a bad result. I and mean, if you've not played well, you do take it to heart a little bit, you know. And he's done the right thing in that. But at the same time, the players now have to somehow get out of this bad this bad way they're being. You know, because it'll, yeah, it'll be on. It'll be on the minds all week. They got City next two games. I know, mate, I, know. <laughs> I tell you what, the only way they can get out of that is just run the hearts out, and yeah. that's it. Because yeah. that's, let's be honest, I don't think they beat City. No, no. But if they can show they've got a bit of pride and they work for it, be interesting to see if it changes his tactics. Whether he'd have probably pressed City, and now having just lost nine, he might be thinking two nil was probably not mm-hmm. a bad result. Two three nil would just sit here. Yeah, yeah. It might affect how he approaches the next one. I just, I just wonder if they, when they, because they're away from home as well, those two games. Even if they do go and run their hearts out and get beaten three or four nil, mm-hmm. which, like you said, without that nine nil there. You go, do you know what? It's Manchester City. Yeah. We know how seriously they take the, the EFL Cup and we, we know how brilliant they are. So if they went there and, and got beat 3 or 4-0, you go, oh, it's unlucky, but we move on. Now, though, even a narrow defeat, is because it's not in front of the home fans as well, so they can't see necessarily what, what the effort is that they're putting in. It's, it's just, it's just going to heap more pressure on, isn't yeah. it? And they're going to be on the back foot, aren't they, straight away? Because obviously they've got the 9-0 defeat Last week, they go into a game thinking, well, we can't press, we just need to keep a shape. Um, you can imagine that feeling after 10 minutes of City score, oh, or first five minutes, and you think, oh, here we go, didn't you? Yeah, we- but then you need players, like we said yeah. before, when you've got, when you're getting beat, when it's fours, five, sixes, then you need players on the pitch who go, right, listen, you two wide men, you tuck in here, you fall back, you don't bomb on, that's it, shut up shop. You, know, you mentioned about in training sessions, you know, you could have a... Yeah. 
and a nine versus back four and a centre midfielder nine v five and the, the five will keep the ball yeah, out. It's so they? hard to score still. Yeah. Yes. So there's no excuse to concede nine just because you've got ten men because exactly. them drills you'd have done them. Whereas you know yeah, when you have yeah. two banks of four and you have eleven against you, eleven v eight. Yeah. And they never score, do they? It's exactly. so hard to break down. Very rarely they score. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because it's where's Rio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't matter what team you're doing, we all do it. But it is scored. It is hard to score. I just feel. I mean, I don't know. Behind closed doors, do you reckon he has given him a good shouting at? Maybe, maybe not after the game. Would it? Would it work? I mean, after after a game, I did, this isn't a normal defeat. That's what. So maybe the things that you do. That, in the aftermath of a normal defeat, do you, do you have to adjust them? Do you think? With the if you go in and, and scream and shout at players who've lost nine nil, you're not telling them anything they don't already know, are you? No, I, I think you, like I said, you probably can't do that. And let's be honest, he's not had a lot of money to spend as well, um, so he needs these players. He, he won't get a lot more. Um, that's if he's still there. But he, well, they're he saying they're saying they've, they've backed him. The staff yeah, well, have been told that they're behind he, him. I mean, he's got to look at. His, he, he, he'll know his players. Um, you know, he'll be. Thinking right, a few of the senior ones, I'm gonna to have to, I'm gonna to have to go in pretty strong and tell yeah. them how it is and be real with them. And then these other lads that you know, you probably won't say too much about because I always feel in that sort of game, the the senior lads then step up and take a little bit of responsibility. It's just the way it is, you know. You can't necessarily blame it on all the young lads, mm. but I mean, you could see the heads dropping. They were going, and don't get me wrong, Leicester, everything that went in the box landed on. You know, a Leicester player's foot or a head. So, but you have to give them credit. But it's hard to take it. I mean, this is something you don't see every week, is it? Sometimes, though, and I've been at clubs where you come off a back of defeat or you're on a, a consistent run of poor form and losing. Sometimes you sort of out in the dressing room. Sometimes it's, mm. you don't need a manager. You just a, a, the captain or the senior figures will call a meeting in the dressing room. You close the door and you go, "Right, boys, we're in the shit. What are we going to do? Saturday weren't good enough." We know we, we didn't run the hard yards. Yeah. We've got these games coming up. What are we going to do? What needs to be done? And it's the players that sort out there and then to go into training you know, and then progress that throughout the week and into the games. It's not always the manager's responsibility. The EFL Cup against Manchester City at the Etihad. Manchester City a 10-1 to one on to win that one. Southampton at 22s. Manchester City to win 9-0 is 200-1. No. to one. Um, We haven't talked about the Leicester perspective on this as well because they've done so well they did go into to second place in the, in the table and then obviously Manchester City went above them again on, on Saturday but the way that, that Brendan Rodgers has got that, that squad of players operating and the way that he's incorporated Jamie Vardy which is probably the big difference from, from the club well time at, at mm. Leicester mm. It, it's, it just he's got Vardy on this amazing run of form I'm sure when he got through the door his main objective from the very beginning was get Vardy on side, get the main man in this team, probably one of the most senior figures as well in the team. It's quite a young squad, isn't it? Get him on board, get him on side. He wasn't enjoying life before that, so he'd have known it was quite... Jamie was quite vocal, wasn't he? His relationship with the previous manager. And he's showing now, isn't it? In the games, you know, the way he's gone in. I've worked with Brendan. His man management, his training is brilliant. I mean, you you walk out as players and you, it's always done on two or three pitches and you walk out, there's poles and cones and little mini goals. You're thinking, this looks good. This looks enjoyable today. So straight away, the lads are, are lively, bubbly. Training's enjoyable. Then it comes down to the man management side of it as well to each individual. And I think he's ticking all the boxes at the minute. It's been brilliant. It is. It looks like it's, it's all coming together really well for him there. But if you look at the, a lot of these, these young attacking players, 
players that have, have come into Leicester. They did come in under Claude Puel, and, and they were starting to improve in performances at least before Brendan Rodgers came in. It is, it's, it's the difference just down to how he's, he's handled Vardy. Is that the main difference? Maybe. I mean, the team spirit, as you can see, the way they're playing on the pitch, they're enjoying it. You know, um, the way they're playing, the, the way they're attacking, you know, the young lads, you know, all enjoying it, all helping each other. You can see when they start their game, they're setting, they're setting out to win. They're, they're going to score goals, you know, they, they're not holding back. They're, and, and that shows in the league where they are at the moment. But he, he's definitely got something right. And whether, like you said, it's, it's man management, that will definitely be a big part of it because the team are actually playing and they're getting results as well. We were in the tunnel before the game and that sort of team spirit was there. You can imagine them all sort of laughing and joking and being friends with each other mm. after a 9-0 win, but it was there beforehand Before. as well. You can see that they, they're a group of players who, who genuinely get on. Who do you think has been the, the best man-manager that, that you've played under? Sam Allardyce was brilliant uh, for us at West Ham. Really good. He felt like he, he looked after you. So like, like Hassan Hootl has tried to at Southampton, if you had a bad defeat, Sam would try and take the heat off of you guys and try and put it on himself. And if you were playing well, he would sort of big you up and he was bigging people up to try and get them international call-ups. And so you felt like he was always on your side and, and you had him behind you. Um, does, that, does that work, by the way? I know that we're taking a little... This little yeah. side turn here, but that idea of like pushing a player in the in the press and in the media to try and get them an international call does that work? Well, it hasn't worked for Mark Noble, has it? I mean, he's been he's been pushed, which is unfortunate because <laughs> I think he should have got one. Um, but yeah, I think it does. I think it just makes people aware. Look, and it helps the club. I mean, it's it's a business as well. So if you start promoting this guy has been brilliant, you know, it might just push his value up a little bit. It might make people aware of it. But I don't think Sam Sam wasn't doing it for that. He was doing it to try and and then you feel like a loyalty to him, and you'd be like, he's been good to me, so I don't want to let him down when I'm out there. And and I think Brendan is very similar. I think you need to give him huge credit because he's he's done well everywhere he's been. Brendan, really well. For me, at the minute, we touched on this in previous shows as well. I think the modern-day manager, tactically, has to be astute, obviously, but man management is key now, especially with different players that come across around the world that come and play in one dressing room, how to adapt his uh, language skills, his his, uh, man management. And I reckon now the top managers, they probably go on a lot of leadership courses. Mm. You know, Mm Gansi, you know, leadership, you know... uh, they go and talk to people in different, whether it's in different yeah. sports or yeah, whether it's a business course, or a different they take kind of little nuggets yeah. all from them, and they, they 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 drop it into their own in their own work as well. But I mean, man management is key, isn't it? Because yeah. if you've got a manager that you know backs you and that you fully believe in him as well, then it can only blossom. It can be. We said, didn't we? When you see Man City and Liverpool when they win, Pep's on the pitch, they're, mm. they're cuddling him, they're hugging him, and Klopp's the same at Liverpool. Yeah. They're sort of in with the players where. Whereas when I first come through, it wasn't like that. You was always sort of scared of the manager, and he sort of ran the dressing room with like fear. You were f- scared of being left out. Whereas it, it doesn't seem like that anymore. It's a lot. It's a lot softer, and and the players are softer generally as well. Mm. The new breed of footballer isn't isn't like it used to be. I mean, in the changing room, you was in ways you had, you can tell us, but you had real senior players who could manage it himself, really, couldn't they? Yeah, and that's where I think the manager was excellent in in the sense that, and obviously he's brought a lot of these players through as well. But the senior players as well, I mean, the respect that you would have for them. Um, you would watch them play, you would watch them in the training. And you wanted to do well just for them. And then when you throw the manager in, you know, he's giving you all... I mean, he's tough on you, he's hard. Um, this is Sir Alex, by the way. You know, he's, he's a tough we, guy. We guessed, we guessed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough guy to, to work for. Because if you're not doing it right, I tell you. But at the same time, you know, 
I mean, if you're going out on the pitch um, just before the game, just uh, come on today, son. That's all. That's all mm. I needed. Simple. But he'd probably do that to everyone who's going out there. And then there was, you don't want to let him down. You don't mm. want to let Keno down. You don't let Gaz Giggsy down. Do you know what I mean? All these players, you don't want to let them down. So everyone's got the same mindset. And then you go out there focused to, to obviously ultimately just get the win. And sometimes mm. it wasn't necessarily nice and pretty. But we, the mindset was there. Just keep on going. Don't stop. And we'll, we'll get something in the end. So. Do you think it's also that, that he was able to bring in and bring through players who had that, that mindset that you know if you so for example you go into say Brendan Rodgers going into to Leicester goes in and it's not necessarily all all his players they have been brought in by by a couple of different managers so you're having to to work everybody out whereas yeah. if you've got a long time at a club you go this is the mentality of the player that I want so totally yeah they can come in I just the think, fold. like the manager like people always going about their their hair dry listen they didn't do that to everyone no. It's just that's what everyone thinks. It's sometimes if you, you see an arm around his shoulder and he's having a, a two, three-minute chat, it depends. And he was so clever at working out when the time was right to do that and when it wasn't. But at the same time, he was always encouraging you. He'd make you understand about the club and what, what we're here to do. And it all focuses in your head. And then when you're walking out on the pitch, it's, you, know, it's like you don't think about many things, but you're focused on, like, this is what I've got to do today, whether it's a player, whether it's what I've got to do. The biggest threat set pieces where like I'm going to sort this out. Um, they're really good in the air. I'm, I'm going to make sure it's not my man or just just be fully focused on on everything. And, and he was definitely up there with the, the best I've seen. And does that help with confidence? It does. I mean, I, I think it was times when I actually played shocking. And this is not <laughs> a lie. And I'd be think, I'd be walking in thinking he's going to absolutely just go for me here. And he didn't say a thing. Do you know what I mean? Didn't say a mm. thing. Probably didn't say anything for me a couple of days. Third day in, he'd just say, right, come on now. Because he knew it wasn't yeah. the time just to... If he would have given it, I would have been devastated. Because yeah. I already know, he knows I it's already know. It's often not the time, is it? That, yeah, because he knows I know. Time straight I mean, this is what we're talking about the Southampton. Yeah. He knows I know. And as long as he knows that, he's happy. He's yeah. like, you know, he, he can, he's going to sort but it out. They hurt more, don't they? Yeah, they hurt more. They, you yeah. said there about someone rather come in and shout in there because you know you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, up. But then ones yeah. where... They talk calmly and slowly, and they talk in that tone, and they and they just yeah. walk, have a little quiet walk out the door, and, and you go, like, I feel like you've let him they're, down. They're yeah. disappointed in you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, yeah. It's not oh, that's the worst. That's never killer. Looked at me. Yeah. It's not luck to me. It's the yeah. thing. First goal's my mistake. Not luck to me. You can just see he's disgusted, and it's it's probably best not to say anything. And then you go home, and you're like, I have to sort this out. But he knows that. But that I comes feel, down I feel to for a, you. I, feel, I, I can actually know. Nice. Oh, no, but that no, comes no. down to a lot of experience yeah. from Sir Alex and managers yeah. in now, but also the skill set to know not to do it at that time, yeah. know when to do it, know what player to do it to. So I would have been a lot worse if you would have done it that night. Whenever the case was, I'm devastated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I already was bad, but he knew not to do it then. And he would get that right most of the times. This is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power and Kelly Cates, alongside Steve Sidwell, Wes Brown and Gary O'Neill. And if you like what you see and hear, then please leave us a nice review on iTunes or YouTube. Now, here's psychologist and former NBA player John Amici with details about his business show from Joe. 
My day job is helping businesses thrive through disruption. This show is not about business. It's about people who go from nothing, a seed of an idea, something that everybody thinks is completely impossible, and build it into this massive, massive, massive business. There are a thousand different ways to be a huge success. One of the most interesting things that we're learning is that how people are failing is almost as important as how they succeed. In fact, it's integral. It's business. Pioneers is having really honest conversations with people, talking about their business, their objectives, their purpose, whether they're just out to make a ton of money and then quit, or whether they really want to change the world. Pioneers on Joe. Listen to it. Download it. Watch it. I had nothing profound to say. <laughs> Episode five of Pioneers with John Amici will be available on Thursday. You can watch it on YouTube or you can download it from your usual podcast provider. Remember, you can check out Joe's other shows as well. TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. Here at Liquid Football, we're still very excited about our live event. It's going to take place in Liverpool. It's on Thursday, the 7th of November, ahead of Liverpool Man City that weekend. More details to follow in the next few days. But if you sign up to the Liquid Football Facebook group, then you can get some ticket details from there. I want to talk now about, we were sort of getting there a little bit on the, the whole idea of the psychology of, of managers and, and how they work with players. Because... If you saw in, in, in the, the rugby, the semi-final, World Cup semi-final, England's players adopted that V-shape when they, when they lined up against the hacker on Saturday. Well, lined up against New Zealand, who were doing the hacker. Um, and Tim Krul saved two penalties against Manchester United at the weekend. We're sort of drawing a line between these two, two events because he has this reputation as being brilliant from, from the penalty spot. Mm. And it's really, the, the question is about how much of an advantage or a disadvantage can you gain in those moments before you even even touch the ball? Mm. I mean, just going on the homework, what keepers do nowadays, they'll know what pen it we take as, obviously, because when the team sheets come in, you'll see who's going to probably be most likely to take a penalty mm-hmm. from the other team. So they'll have an iPad now, the goalkeepers, and they'll watch, what, 15, 15 penalties from a certain player or the top three players in, in that, that might possibly take it. So they'll watch their movements, they'll run up, what way are they going to go, what way they've gone previously. But then little wedges, then 1%, they all, they all add up and they make, they make a difference and yeah. can win you games. And confidence-wise, like Man United have missed a few, haven't they, recently? Yeah. They've, they've not been great from the penalty spot and Tim Krull is probably full of confidence. because he's huge. I think it's four out of six yeah, they've which missed. Is, is a yeah. lot, isn't it? And so, as you say, Tim Krull's fantastic at stopping them. So, you know, when you get that combination of the goalie being really confident that he's going to save it, Rashford maybe running up, not so sure, especially because Pogba sometimes takes them, so you're not even the main... Do you know what I mean? It's sort of... There's a bit of... In, there'd have been doubt in Rashford's mind, whereas I think Tim Krull would have been looking forward to More facing that, yeah. that moment. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got a chance to be the hero, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a surprising one because you'd expect someone of Rashford's quality to score more, more than he misses, wouldn't you? Yeah, we'd probably be making more of a deal of it if Manchester United hadn't, hadn't won the game, if it had been significant in terms of the, the scoreline. But that sort of self-belief and, and that almost like a pre-knowledge of, of what's going to happen, you mean that you must have had that in your time at, at Manchester United? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was times, and this is not a lie, this was... I was still young, I was 20, early 2000s. And there'd be teams when we'd be walking out, you know, we're already in the tunnel and they'd be walking past us, you might know him for I mean, you're not hugging and stuff like they do now, but it's just a little, keep it down today, lads. Really. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It wasn't me to say that. No, I'm just telling you, it was up to the chief, and you, 
I mean, it didn't stop us mentally from doing anything. If anything, it encouraged us knowing that, you know, we've probably already got these beat here. Because well, so opponents would, would be next yeah, to you in the tunnel it's, it's saying, people, just be know. gentle with us. Old Trafford was like that, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there was a spell city where horrible. you'd go there thinking, we have got, got a chance yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we used to, you know, we kept the ball for a long time and then you've got these players who are the attacking players who, you know, if there's a mistake by the opponents, then there's pretty much a chance on goal and it, more than often it would go in. Um, but that's where the mentality would come in for us. We'd be like, fo- proper focus on what we needed to do because we needed another three points because we need to stay in first or we need to catch up from second. So, do you know what I mean? Mm. But then there'd be teams that would ultimately come and you'd probably already have them beat. That's the honest truth. But there, that, there was an aura, wasn't there, around mm-hmm. Old Trafford then. So that was, that was a culture that was built, whereas you go to some stadiums and that psychological edge is done... Whether the changing room is going to be freezing cold, where they've not put the heating on, whether they turn the heating right up, so you get in there and you can't turn it off. Mm. Stoke, you walk out, they left the grass long on purpose because they don't want you playing football. Uh, things like I remember Burnley uh, when I finished my career. I remember Burnley at Brighton, they left the doors open, big Burnley flag above the away changing room sign, and the music blared out like like it was a nightclub. And straight away you're thinking, what's that noise? Who's that? And then you walk out, and then the staff down the the, uh, the tunnel there going like, what's that? But it's that little. What difference does that make then? Well, it just it sort of kind of puts you off your own stride. And you should really go, who are these people now? They're coming to our. But that's the, that was them. They're going to your patch. We're going to show you. We've got no respect for you. We're going to do things our way still. And that that first season, they had a really good season. Did they finish in Europe? Didn't they? I think yeah. uh, Burnley. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, little, them little, as I said there, one, one, two percent, they all add up, especially nowadays. Yeah, they're, they're, those, um, those little advantages at the start of the game. Did you, did you do anything, or was it, would you really, especially in the time at, at Manchester United, you mm. would have been the team that would go to places and have teams playing those sort of, I won't call them tricks, but having yeah, those sort of. If anything, I understand what you're saying, if yeah. anything, if, if for that, for instance, it probably made, because it. Because the mentality was so good, it would get, get everyone angry. Yeah. Like, let's go and don't know what these think they're doing. Let's um, let's go Shout and batter the him today. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go and batter him. And, and that's the mentality. I don't think anything ever put the lads off in any sense. I mean, we had characters in the in the dressing room who, who you know, who, who we all know. Mm. Um, but the, these were senior players, and they wouldn't let. They've been. They've probably done it. Been there before. They know what's expected. And these little tricks probably didn't work. Then. And I think you knew that as an opposition when Man United were coming, you knew that you couldn't knock them out of their stride. You know, you knew the only way you could do it was try and start well in the actual game. You know, try and get one nil up at home. Fratton was a horrible place to come. I mean, <sighs> we managed to beat Man United there once or yeah. twice, I think. Um, but more because it was like tight and you could get amongst them rather than you knew you couldn't knock them out of their stride by having a cold change room you know they had, <laughs> they had proper senior players and they're leaving the change room cold wasn't going to put them off so uh, you knew that when Man United were coming but you tried it on other people yeah you would try you would try anything even in a change room in a tunnel you might say something come on lads these, these don't fancy it do you know what yeah. I mean I can tell <laughs> they, do you know what do you mean know what just be little comments Watford do you remember Watford yeah it's yeah. work time do you remember yeah. Yeah. it's work time it's work and you just think I remember Danny Shipley being <laughs> really oh, yeah. hard and he was big he as well Danny Shipley and that comment like was tight yeah. Yeah. yeah so you don't want me standing up to Danny oh gosh he was no he was a big guy what is work time it's work time, this is our time. And I'm thinking, wow, what, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like a mantra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was there, it was their little motto. It didn't work, but... Yeah. <laughs> 
an odd one. Uh, goalkeeper in Germany, did you see this, sent off at the weekend? Because he, <laughs> he tried to... So he conceded a 95th minute equaliser. Mm got a bit wound up by it, fair enough, and tried to punch the ball. But the guy who scored the goal <laughs> got in between him. Oh, wow. And so he ended. And worse than that, he, it was not a great place for him to hit the striker either. <laughs> um, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen happen on a pitch or the strangest injury that you've seen happen on a pitch? The weirdest thing I've seen happen on a pitch, I think it was Tottenham against United. And the ball went way over the line. Roy oh, Carroll. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was Mendes, wasn't it? Was yeah, it Mendes that's from the it, Mendes. Yeah. And still to this day, I know the linesman couldn't have got in line with it, but I think everyone could see. Yeah. And Roy Carroll's I face came in line yeah. as well, yeah. didn't it? Roy Carroll's yeah. face looking round. And he's, and he's got... <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I mean, I suppose that's one of the reasons you have VAR, but that was probably one of the most bizarre things I've seen because it was a blatant goal. That, that's almost given as one of the examples. That's why goal line technology came yeah. in. That's always given mm. as the sort of yeah, one of the things yeah. that really spurred them on to yeah. start the one at Sheffield United where the guy missed and it hit the advertised boardings and come back and the ref gave a goal. He thought it had gone in and come back out. I remember, I, I, can't remember it was, yeah. I can't remember the teams, but yeah, I remember that seeing that. One. There was And then there was, there was the one this weekend where it looked as though the ball had gone in the net, but it was the player who was following up that had gone into the net. The ball actually came back off the post and the the other team broke and went down the other end and scored. Did you see that? that? Where's the keeper going? Because he yeah. came out to celebrate but towards yeah. the halfway line as well. And then suddenly he realises quite he quickly and then he's like, oh my God, <laughs> they're running back almost from the halfway line. And then there's the one where... Have you seen the one where um, the subs are warming up behind? Oh, that's crazy. Behind oh, yeah. the goal. Don't understand that one. So, they, but they can they that can the do rule, that yeah. as the yeah. IFAB I mean, rules. The ref did yeah. well to know that rule, well, didn't well, they? Yeah. They can't yeah. have to use it very often. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's. I'm thinking he's. Someone guessing. in his ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So would that yeah. would that be the same rule as if it was going out for a throw in and a player stopped it? You can give a penalty for no, that. No, no, no. Free kick. It's a direct free kick or or a penalty. If the actual play was near the sub. Yeah. And he was taking him on, and he's maybe going, "Oh, I'll just keep that in." Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, the guys had a shot. There's no. Yeah, one we should near explain what's it. So they're warming up behind behind so the why goal. Are they allowed to the warm ball, there? the ball goes out, and it looks as though the ball's gone out, and the sub stopped the ball and it, yeah. kicked it back onto the. Yeah. To, but the game stopped, hasn't it? Then yeah. nobody's yeah. Sort of pretending that the game's carrying on. But they went and looked back at VAR, and the sub was actually on the pitch when he, yeah, he yeah, stopped yeah, the yeah, they use VAR, So they gave, so they gave VAR a penalty. for something slightly more important than the, 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 the sub stopping the ball that much before yeah. it goes off the pitch. I know. But that's um, the same as like linesmen, though. You know when the ball's going out and they can easily just stop it, even yeah. off the pitch, but they don't yeah. really go through yeah, their legs yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 But you can see it as well sometimes if there's like a defender who's back then, you can see the ball's been cleared and it's going out, and you sort of think, do I actually have to let it yeah. go across it yeah. and then go and get it? Yeah. Anyway, um, talking about strange things on the pitch, we're just doing a little roundup of weird things because it feels, I think Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> That's what's happened. That's why there's all these weird things. Um, Matteo Guendouzi's rugby tackle on Will Saha. Yeah. I mean, it's... Brilliant. Well, yeah. you, by the way, there's a bit of chat about whether that should be a red card. Do you think that's a red card? I mean, well, in the rules, it isn't, is it? Because there's yeah. someone else there. Yeah, it's not. So it's not he's a not the last man. Clear so, goal scoring no, opportunity. It, right? by, by the book, it's a yellow. I mean, they could look to change it, couldn't they? Where if you foul someone on purpose, yeah. they could look at it, but they'd have to change the rules. Yeah. Yeah. If it's will, then I'd do the same. Yeah. You wouldn't would do it to oh. every player. No, that's when you know they right. can't, you can't catch them. Yeah, and yeah. he's, you know, if you know if he if he's gone past you and it's one and one, he's more than likely, you know. He's, well, he's going to take him on it. Yeah, he's more yeah. than likely going to get a shot off yeah. because that's just the player he is. So he, 
what do you call it? A good foul? Yeah, yeah. good foul. A good tactical foul. Good tactical foul. The lads always shout at you, don't they? Good yellow. Yeah. Good yeah. yellow. Yeah. Well, I had a red, didn't I, in the playoff final for something very similar. It's a good red. <laughs> it wasn't a good red. Well, it, it was a good red in so, the end. But so it what happened? It just if people didn't see it. Yeah, so um, I think it was Nader Manua got our centre half got caught on the ball and Johnny Russell nicked it and he was through on goal. And all I could see was the goal. Rob Green, who looked really small in yeah. the goal, and then Johnny Russell, and I, I, I couldn't get to the ball, so I just managed to clip him. And you sort of knew, I knew it was going to be a red. We tried to claim to the ref that Clint Hill was getting round, and, but he never was. So anyway, it was a red card, and I was devastated sat in the changing room, but then thankfully... Bobby Zamora popped up, didn't he, in the, in the last how minute? Long, we how long to... was left when you got when you got sent off? It was still in the 50s, so it might have been like the 58th minute or something. Oh, yeah. And I remember... Hot day uh, as well. It yeah, and I remember looking up, <laughs> looking up and seeing all them QPR fans and thinking, oh my God, the whole season. And I've let them down like that right at the last minute. Yeah. Um, as in, I got myself in, had a cup of tea, and I was sat on my own. You're not allowed to watch outside, mm. are you? So I was watching on a screen about that big. And then when Bobby scored, it all, I was in there on my own, but I was throwing stuff around. <laughs> massive relief. Yeah. And then out in the middle of all the celebrations and stuff, what did they say to you? Did anybody mention it? Yeah, so when I was walking off, I was like half looking at the gaffer for a like, uh, don't worry, guys, it's okay, you did the right thing. I've got nothing from you, just stared past me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. But then afterwards, he just came up to me on my own and said... It's Harry, isn't it? Harry yeah, Redding. Harry Redding. He would have scored, Gaz. Like <laughs> so then it made me feel, like, like, made me feel a lot better. That'd be the right thing. <laughs> Time now to announce the winner of the Paddy Power Challenge. And proving that it's all down to the presentation rather than the trick is Wes. Yes, Wes. Absolutely shocked. So you get £250 plus your £250 bet. What do you want to bet on? I'm going to go for a... I mean, because they're in a tight spot at the moment, I'm going to go Wolves away to Arsenal. Oh, Wolves to beat Arsenal. What are the odds? Oof. I think the 7-2. Let's go for 7-2. to two. Yeah, yeah. Let's Sounds say that. It is the answer. Now, we did say it was the trick or tweet challenge. Yeah. yeah. Get me fun, and we really. haven't done, yeah, we haven't done the tweet part of it because that is the forfeit. And the losing person who got the least likes on their magic trick, has to hand over their phone and have a tweet sent to it by the other two. Are you nervous? I hope a little bit, yeah. The loser is... It's Gary. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to need some man management you skills together, after this. You put together such a great story. Oh, that was story. a good story. I, I think story. the glimpse of the, the, glimpse I think, of the, uh, I think it was the coloured pages. You did. Maybe, it was yeah. just, just in the execution I'll a little bit. I'll work on it when I get on. I'll have another go. Go on, then. You, I, the worst thing is, though... Oh, it's up to Stephen Wes what they're going to... What should we do? Should we tweet? What should we tweet? I think a former club, West Ham. Let's go easy. No, West Ham. <laughs> I think that would be good. I think they see the funny side. All right. Right, so what, come on, what have you gone with? Right. <laughs> so, me and Wes come up with tweeting a former club of right. Gary's. Right. And we've gone with, uh, at West Ham, Oi, Pellegrini, <laughs> get me back. <laughs> At Declan Rice is having one. Mark Noble can't move and passes it out of play. I'm fit and ready for action. Hashtag hammers. Hashtag get Gary back. Hashtag liquid football. And hashtag bubbles. Apologies, Declan. I don't even know Declan either. I am sorry. I think we need to push the... Do you want me to press again? You've got to press the send button yourself. Go on then. It's gone. It's gone. I can it's never take it away. It's, it's, it's live. Forever. <laughs> 
hashtag get Gary back. You really enjoyed me first episode. Uh, that is it for this episode of Liquid Football from Joe together with Paddy Power. Uh, thank you very much to Steve Sidwell, to Gary O'Neill and to Wes Brown. Liquid Football is back next Monday. You can download the podcast or watch us on YouTube and leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We've also got a Facebook page. If you search for Liquid Football, you can get involved in the chat on there. And remember to check out our other shows as well. House of Rugby with James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton and Pioneers with John Amici. For now, though, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.